This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Suicide attempts are rising among black teens in America, while early signs of suicidal tendencies get harder to spot. A recent study explores the reasons for this puzzling trend. What we have known for the past couple of decades is that black youth have a documented lower access to mental health treatment. Then, research reveals only a fraction of older adults are in traditional jobs with benefits. Many others are falling behind when it comes to retirement savings. We tend to think of these folks as being younger, but in fact, if you look at any definition, typically you see older workers are actually more likely to do these jobs than younger workers. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. There's a growing crisis of suicide among American teens. Here to talk about it is Dr. Michael Lindsay, Executive Director of the McSilver Institute and the Constance and Martin Silver Professor of Poverty Studies at NYU's Silver School of Social Work. Dr. Lindsay, you were the lead author of the study that examined the growing crisis of suicide among American teens. Before we get to your findings, just how serious is this problem of teen suicide and how fast is it growing? Well, I think you have to distinguish between completed suicide and suicide behaviors. Just recently, the CDC released its report that showed that completed suicides are on the rise for U.S. teens. Our study looked at suicide behaviors, suicide thoughts, suicide plan, suicide attempts, and injury by suicide attempt. And those findings paint a sort of different, perhaps more complex picture. Tell us some of the highlights of what you found in your study. Well, we found that for suicide thoughts and suicide plans, over the past two decades, those trends are going downward, suggesting that across each racial ethnic category, those youth are experiencing a downward trend in thoughts and plans regarding suicide behavior. When you get to suicide attempts, there is a downward trend except for one group, and that's black adolescents. Our findings suggested that over the past couple of decades, black youth are the only group that experienced a rising rate in suicide attempts, and that increase was by 73%. We know that more research is needed, but What are the primary theories as to why these suicide and suicide attempts are increasingly common among black adolescents? There are a couple of things. Racism, higher rates of poverty, and higher rates of adverse childhood experiences could be at play. We need more research on that. When I speak of racism, in a more granular sense, I'm talking about the experiences of microaggressions, and also the continuous loop of what we see as police and black individuals who have been murdered by police, that continuous loop of seeing that on social media 
or playing out on the newscast, I think, plays a specific role with respect to racism or perceived racism. When you talk about individual level factors, what we have known for the past couple of decades, and I've certainly have contributed to this literature, is that black youth have a documented lower access to mental health treatment. Those lower rates of treatment are typically attributed to black adolescents not wanting to be judged as weak or refusing to acknowledge mental illness symptoms because of stigma. My past research and some research from others have also documented that there's a mistrust of mental health providers whereby black youth prefer to address their mental health concerns within their family and peer groups. So I think that that's happening at an individual level. We're talking about the growing crisis of suicide among American teens, and our guest is Dr. Michael Lindsay, Executive Director of the McSilver Institute and Professor of Poverty Studies at NYU's Silver School of Social Work. Dr. Lindsay, any thoughts on what suicide prevention steps can be taken to address this? Definitely. I think that, first and foremost, we need to place school mental health counselors in every school. What we find is that oftentimes schools that are located in poverty-impacted communities that are primarily comprised of black and brown youth do not have mental health counselors available in schools. The importance of counselors being available, obviously, is that it gives greater proximity to the issues. It provides a greater opportunity for kids to be connected to meaningful, helpful services. And so, to me, that is a primary prevention strategy is to get kids connected to treatment. What we know is that schools are the largest provider of mental health services in the country. And so, it makes sense then that we ensure that there's a mental health counselor available for kids to be able to access at schools. I think also school mental health counselors can train teachers and other school personnel on the signs and symptoms of a mental health issue or how to identify a kid who may be evidencing early signs of engagement in suicide behavior. That training of teachers and school personnel can also be extended to the home, and we can provide better training, better access to knowledge and information to parents and caregivers about the warning signs. And so to me, that is a primary prevention strategy that we can definitely execute to address this rising tide of suicide behavior. You mentioned warning signs. What signs can parents and friends watch for before young people attempt to end their lives? Well, I think it may be nuanced. And so what we found, reflecting back on our findings, is that black youth had a rising rate or trend in suicide attempts while their plans or thoughts were going down over that same period. And what I'm fearful about and I find very disturbing is that it could be indicative of the fact that black youth are attempting without necessarily thinking about it or planning it. And so I think we need more research. I'm speculating about 
what that finding means. And so I think we need more research to carefully document whether that's the case. We also know that an issue like depression is more nuanced with respect to children and adolescents versus adults. And certainly for black youth, it may be more nuanced. And what I mean by that is black youth may tend to express their symptoms through physical complaints. So they may say that they have a stomach ache or a headache, and we need to pay particular attention to that. Or it may be expressed in relationship volatility in the sense that they may be irritable or angry quite often. And we need to explore what's underneath that because that kid might express their symptoms through fighting or a verbal or physical altercation. And so we need to understand what's happening with that behavior, what might be inciting it, because it may be indicative of depression symptoms and not just that that kid wants to fight or is a quote-unquote bad kid. And so I think we need to be careful about the nuanced expression of these behaviors so that we can address them appropriately. Professor, as we wrap this up, do you have any last thoughts on this crisis of suicide? I think greater awareness is really key that we raise the awareness and have these conversations, particularly so that we can get at the subtleties of these behaviors that, you know, heretofore we may not have paid close attention to, but that we should be paying attention to because our kids are telling us something. Talking about it, being aware of the signs and symptoms, making teachers and caregivers, coaches aware. We have to get more mental health counselors in schools and proportionate to the number of kids in schools so that every kid has the opportunity to address these issues with a professional. Dr. Michael Lindsay, Executive Director of the McSilver Institute and the Constance and Martin Silver Professor of Poverty Studies at NYU's Silver School of Social Work. Professor, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate this opportunity, and I thank you very much. Next, older workers are behind on retirement savings. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 